0: So welcome, welcome, welcome to Wellbeing Wednesdays, a podcast brought to you by the Office of Student Wellness here at West Virginia University. My name is Courtney Weaver. I'm the host. I'm also the director of Well WellWVU, the Office of Health Promotion and Education within the Office of Student Wellness. That's not a mouthful. And with me in the booth tonight, today, it's not the middle of the night, uh, is Marion Holmes. She is the director of Adventure West Virginia. So Marion, say hello. Hello, everyone. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. In our teaser, we sort of talked about the different areas of the Office of Student Wellness, one of those being Adventure. Adventure is a really big program here at the university. So I wonder if you could just give us a brief overview before we dive into more specific things.
1: Sure can. So Adventure West Virginia, like you said, we are. Part of the Office of Student Wellness in Student Life. We do a lot of things. We are often known for our first year trips program, which is programs for incoming students the summer before their first year here at WVU. And I do have to do the plug registration is open for summer <laughs> 2020. If you know any incoming students, it is the best way to start your West Virginia career on a first year trip with us. So have them register on our website. But aside from that, we also, up in the University Research Forest, also operate our own low reps course, two high reps courses, zip line, canopy door. We do all the break trips, we go international, we go domestic, we have weekend programs, we have uh, skill workshops, you upside down in a boat, wanna learn how to get right side up in that boat? Yeah, we do that. Uh, anything that you think about that has to do with group development, being outside, leadership development, we do those things at Adventure West Virginia.
0: All right, and you also are a really big employer of students, right? We sure are, so pretty much
1: everything we do is led by students. A lot of my job and other professional staff's jobs is to recruit student staff and train them, and then they do all the delivery. So everything from the first year trips, which are six days, like all over the state, all of our workshops, all of our rentals, most of our challenge course facilitation, that is all done by student staff.
0: All right. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Thanks. (laughs) All right. So thinking a little bit about what well-being is, so we're taking it, we're making it meta right now uh, instead of going micro. So... Um, there are a few different models for well being that are pretty popular. One of them is from SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Nice then there's acronym uh, memorization. I, I know, right? I'm I know. I, I actually never remember that one, but I have looked at it several times this week and I think that's helped. Uh, and then the other one is from NERSA, and don't ask me what that acronym means. Do you know? National Intercollegiate Recreation Sports Authority. Nope, that last <gasps> word was wrong, but I was pretty close. I think like mean, Sports Authority was a yes, yes, yeah, Sports Association is probably correct. All right. Uh, so here at WU, they're actually working on our own version of that model, uh, and so I have a breakdown of what those components would be. And really, at the heart of it, these models are looking at wellness and well-being as a more holistic i don't know how to say it holistic concept i suppose state of being state of being perhaps well-being is a state State of being being. (laughs) that probably not um ways you exist in the world (laughs) yes um so it has it's made up of several components and this is these are the ones that they've proposed so far so we have emotional which is you know about feelings Uh, uh, So, but also about inner strength, accepting your feelings, both good and bad, and then hopefully how you can cope with life's ups and downs. Then we have our physical, which is caring for your body through movement, through healthy sleep patterns, and also through balanced eating. Then we have social, building those strong relationships and friendships, those connections, uh, and support systems as well with both friends and family. Purposeful, which I always like, it's expanding your sense of purpose and that will help you uh, find meaning in your daily life. Occupational, finding personal satisfaction in your work. Uh, environmental, so living in a comfortable, safe and satisfying place. Financial, uh, so learning how to manage your finances, but also making sure that you're secure in those finances, that you have access to the things that you need. And then intellectual, taking on creative projects Like this one, wow. Whoa,
1: we're doing Uh, it. Oh, wow. We are
0: fulfilling ourselves at work and being creative and forming a
1: friendship. Wow. We're just just doing it all right now. We're checking
0: all the boxes. Oh, my goodness. Um, So those are our components that we're looking at. And now, so off the top of my head, when we think about the adventure program, to me, what jumps out, and maybe probably jumps out for everybody, are the physical components. Because a lot of what the adventure trips are are you're doing active things like hiking and whitewater rafting, kayaking, things like that. Uh, But then also the social component. So bringing in those strong friendships, making those connections. But what do you see as some of the other perks to being involved with adventure from this framework?
1: So I think that, so you hit on what I would say is kind of the obvious one, which is what most people assume, which is the physical one. And there's definitely physical, uh, the, you know, things we do are physical. You get some physical benefits from it. But I would say that, in terms of like why I got into this line of work and why I think it's really beneficial, that's probably like on on the lower end, honestly, mm-hmm. for me. I think you also hit on the one that's on the highest end for me, which is the the social one. I think we can hit on kind of all the others. But what we what I feel like we really bring to the campus and to the both our student staff and folks who go on our programs is some really um, important and strong social connections. And I know that I know that this isn't going to air today, but I I want <laughs> Want to point out that today is Valentine's Day, so I feel like I want to use the opportunity to really talk about how adventure and how programs like ours uh, really promote your social well-being, and also have an opportunity to talk about who I call my research crush. Uh, I get to nerd out a little bit. I think we all like. I'm going to say we all, but this is probably not true. But, like, you know there's that one researcher, and it's like, man, whatever they publish, you're like, yeah, that's right on. Like, I dig it. I dig it. (laughs) Like, your research and my personal experience with life are they're they're the same thing. So my research cross is Roy Baumeister. And he wrote a little article. Oh, look, Courtney has it right here. Um, I'm going to read the exact title here. It's called The Need to Belong, Desire for Interpersonal Attachments as a Fundamental Human Motivation. Now, this was published in 1995 in the Psychological Bulletin, and I think it really stands the the test of time here. So uh, I get to, I'm going to use this like Valentine's Day here to talk about my research crush and social relationships, and then like how they come back to adventure and how they all fit in that wellness. So I can just go off on a tangent, or I'm going to hand it back to you. I don't know, I don't know what you now want, I'm to, ready Courtney. to go
0: with you on this journey. Okay. I'm gonna about to grab your hand and okay.
1: walk down this path with you. All right, so we're, we're going to go on this journey. So <laughs> as Courtney talked about, social well-being is one of our our wellness, part of the wheel, the yeah. the wheel of wellness. No matter kind of which, which wheel you're talking about, social goes in there. So in my opinion, and in the opinion of my research crush, Roy F. Baumeister, Roy, if you're listening to this, Shout out. (laughs) He's going to listen to this,
0: right? Of course. Everyone's going to listen to this. Yeah, he's still out there.
1: He's publishing everything he does. I'm like, man, that's great. So, Roy F. Baumeister says that the need to belong is the fundamental human motivation. It's number one. Mm -hmm. Like, it supersedes everything. Some of us listening out there in psychology nerdland might be familiar with Maslow and Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. You know, Maslow says it's pretty logical. It's like our baseline needs are physical needs, like our like, food, shelter, safety. And then kind of as you get your most basic needs met, you kind of go up into some of these more social needs. And then you kind of end with your kind of self-actualization as like your ultimate need there. Baumeister's is like, yo, that's, that's cool, but I'm actually going to flip it. I'm going to say that more important than food, shelter, safety, all that stuff is the need to belong. The need to belong is the number one fundamental human motivation. And people will kind of uh, sacrifice or subvert some of their basic safety needs, their food needs, in order to belong. He says we are... At our core, deeply social animals. And I'm an introvert, like sometimes I'm like, ah, people, I don't know about that. (laughs) Same. (laughs) But he says, you know, for introverts as well, it's not about like wanting to go out to a party and see a ton of people. It's that there's this fundamental need to to feel like we have connections in the world and that we belong in this world. And he talks about two types of connections. He talks about kind of more intense connections, like maybe a romantic relationship or a very close friendship. Mm -hmm. But he also talks about just the kind of feeling connected that, like when you walk around campus, Somebody knows your name even if that person isn't your best friend like but you can say hello to them you recognize names you recognize faces so there are these two kind of aspects of belonging and he says that if we don't have both of them we will seek them out, and we will seek them out to the detriment of other needs that we might consider more basic. Mm-hmm. Food, shelter, safety, and some of the other kind of well, uh, aspects of well-being, like we talked about. Gives a lot of good examples in the article. I'm sure that we're all going to look up this psychological bulletin from 1995. <laughs> Highly recommend use your WVU libraries. Mm-hmm. Shout out there as well. So he gives lots of good examples of times when folks put aside what we consider more basic needs in search of belonging. So I'm going to ask us to go on a thought journey here.
0: I'm here. Yes, I'm with you. Yes. You already yes. took my hand yes. already on this not dirty.
1: <laughs> and if we accept that, if we accept this premise that people will, they need to belong, and they will seek out a way to belong. And if we accept that as a basic premise, then we can, um, well, we accept it as a basic premise, and if we don't give folks kind of positive outlets to belong, then they will seek out maybe some less healthy outlets to belong. hmm Whether that's connecting with people through kind of unhealthy um, behaviors, whether that's connecting um, just in ways that kind of don't promote all the other aspects of Mm well-being, right? So here's this premise, right? We need to belong. We're going to get it in one way or another. We're going to get it in a way that promotes our holistic well-being, or we're going to get it in a way that doesn't promote our holistic well-being, because Mm -hmm. it is the fundamental human motivation. So then our job, one of our jobs here at the Office of Student Wellness or at Adventure, or, you know, as being good people in life, is to try to help folks get into belonging to situations that promote all of their well-being, right. not just that fundamental need to belong, right? Mm-hmm. So if I get to like kind of wax poetic about like why I work at Adventure, why I do this, it's that. It's it's really working to provide some of those, like both those intense connections and those kind of more like passive, like you fit in a larger community connections to fulfill that most baseline human, I'm a social animal need to belong in a way that promotes all of our other areas of well-being rather than at the detriment of those. So how do you like our, our little our journey there?
0: I liked it. You know, yeah. it's, what is it? It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was with you 100% of the way. Mm-hmm. So in your experience working in higher education, have you seen examples of students who have done well with finding that sense of belonging and remaining balanced and then sort of the inverse of that where they've become too involved to their detriment
1: yeah definitely i think that so i, I mentioned our first year trips program registration is open
0: <laughs> plug plug plug
1: plug plug, plug. <laughs> uh, summer 2020 registration is open so i think that um that program I hope it does a good job of promoting that sense of mm-hmm. connectedness, um, of belongingness. And we've actually went out back in, when I was in graduate school. I did research on the Adventure West Virginia program here, and we continue to do kind of research on it. And what we find is that students do tend to report that they um, they have better connections with peers and they have better knowledge of wellness that are kind of two of the areas that we found that they tend to report better and then uh, like a, a – um, comparison group of peers, like a a, a similar group, right? Mm -hmm. And then we kind of did some more follow-up research and found um, through doing some qualitative research that a lot of that uh, connections with peers and knowledge of wellness really comes down to trust. Mm -hmm. Being in a small group, going through kind of a series of challenges together, really learning about each other, um, learning about people in ways that you might not learn about them even if you like go to school with them for years and years, and really developing a sense of trust. And when Mm -hmm. you have trust, you feel connected, and you're more kind of apt and able to have maybe some difficult conversations about wellness or about the other things. So, mm-hmm. I think that we see a lot of our students who go through the first year trips develop um, a pretty good sense of trust with a group, and therefore a sense of belonging, which promotes all of our other areas of um, of well being. And I also I think you mentioned that a lot of our programs or most of our programs really are run by student staff, and I really mm-hmm. see that in our in our staff as well that. That th- being a part of our staff community I think is like a really fun and great and challenging community to be a part of and I think that's probably true for most of the really all of the areas in student life like that the, the mm-hmm. folks who really identify so we're sitting in the DA here so I'm thinking about the DA but I'm sure that all of the, the DA staff kind of feel that sense of belongingness and, and purpose and I kind of through through like a, a community that promotes kind of healthy belongingness you kind of fill out that whole whole wellness wheel. Yeah. So I think that that's something we do particularly well in adventure. I think it's something we do, like, particularly well in, in student life. And then are, are we going to nerd out with, a, with a, another example?
0: We are, okay. yes. Okay. But uh, first, before we go into our other example that we had chatted about earlier this week, yes. uh, I do want to make a plug because I have trained, I've done a training for this year's uh, first-year trip leaders, and I must say they're phenomenal young people. So if you know someone who's going to be a new student starting in the fall, I really do encourage you to uh, have them sign up for a first-year trip because it's a great group of young people. And it was a pleasure to work with them. And I'm jealous that you get to work with them all the time. All the time. All the time. Uh, So this brings us to our next regular segment on this podcast, which is well-being and pop culture. Now, (laughs) Marin and I have both nerded out, as many, many people in this country have, on the Netflix documentary series, Cheer. Uh, So, Cheer is, if you don't know, it is about uh, the cheer team at Navarro College, which is a community college down in Texas. Uh, and so they have actually have one of the best cheer programs in the country. They are national champions. They are grand champions. They are ridiculous athletes um, and they're also a very cohesive unit uh, and I just want to get Matt talked into my office every day. I feel like that would be a great motivation to start. But, (laughs) um, But let's talk about how their sense of belongingness perhaps can be seen as taken to the extreme and to the detriment of other aspects of their wellness.
1: Yes. So yes. <laughs> I did nerd out on watching cheer along with, I think, lots of other people. Um, when I suggested it to my husband, he goes, first answer, yes. Second answer, why? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, aside from just enjoying, like, uh, I enjoy watching athletes do their things, so there's, there's part of that. But I think that as I started watching it, what was really interesting is this question of belongingness mm-hmm. and what people do to belong and how they sacrifice other parts of their well being wheel in order to belong. If if you've watched it, I mean the athletes are absolutely incredible. They're they're very dedicated mm-hmm. and they're dedicated to the extent that many of them during the course of the season that we got to witness with them got injured and not mm-hmm. not in insignificant ways there were traumatic head injuries there are concussions which we know have long can have really long standing effects on a person's mm-hmm. kind of a health and well-being there was all sorts of musculoskeletal issues. There is also um, the real challenge to get their schoolwork done. Right. And there's kind of lots of other things that really impinge on, or that kind of being a part of this community really um, can be detrimental to physical health, to kind of their academic well-being. And also, Courtney, you brought up that some of the students will stay at Navarro for a third year mm-hmm. after having graduated in right. order to be part of that team. Right. So, what, as I was watching it, I was struck by, and uh, the, the, the show gives a lot of background of these, of, of, the, uh, um, of the athletes as well. A lot of them come from some challenging backgrounds, and what I really, one of the things I took away was that this, being part of this community gave them, I mean, it gave them a, a very strong sense of belonging to something, and belonging mm-hmm. to something that matters. Right. And the... Um, the, the the trying hard and the working hard of course that, that's all part of it but just like the the like the uh, that identity like this is my identity it's not just that like i belong but like this is who i am mm-hmm. right and so that to me that was like fundamental human need to belong. There it is, right there. These folks have felt kind of on the outskirts. They have felt not included. They have felt somehow othered in so many parts of their life. And then they have found this community and they are not othered anymore. They intensely belong. They have, uh, they have connections and they also have kind of those intense relationships. And I'm like, wow, oh, there it is. There it is. But when that isn't facilitated kind of with the the whole like well-being in mind how Mm -hmm. that can get kind of like perverse towards like only fulfilling our our belongingness need to the to the detriment of our I mean to the detriment of your and I I I can't talk enough about how like concussions are a big deal and (laughs) and (laughs) and then I think some of the stats are that cheerleading has the um one of the higher instances, I think, I call them catastrophic. Or the for for um, female athletes, catastrophic injuries. Mm-hmm. And so, folks will kind of knowingly take on the risk, and even work through what are called catastrophic injuries. Mm-hmm. And and why? And I would say it's probably because of this intense sense of belonging that they haven't they haven't found anywhere else. And so, I think there's been a lot of. Um, I, I try not to, you know, read the comments, right? But um, based on uh, <laughs> being a member of society, I feel like there's a lot of discussion of the coach because the, they, mm-hmm. they they love their coach.
0: They do. They love her. Like hero worshiper. Yeah, like yeah. hero
1: worshiper, right? Um, and I, I can see a lot of good in her, but I also reflect on kind of as, also as kind of a leader of a community, of, you know, intense community of student staff, how like in some ways I identify with that and in other ways I'm like, mm-mm. Like, not at all right. would I want to promote my kind of belongingness or my community in a way that is detrimental to other aspects of their well being. Right. So, um, that I feel like there's the kind of an onus of responsibility on the leader or on the leadership of I, think of, I might call it like an intense belonging community, to be aware of that intense need to belong and to be aware of how. Um, you don't kind of facilitate that carefully, that the, your, the the group members may do things that are really negative for other aspects of their well-being. If that's kind of the the implicit expectation for being part of that group, mm-hmm. and that is your responsibility as as a leader in that group to to watch out for to watch out for that and to and set norms that don't expect that.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thanks. What a beautiful summary of a <laughs> phenomenal documentary series. <laughs> I think that actually about wraps it up. How long have we been going, Nick? Twenty two minutes. Twenty two minutes. Oh my Look goodness. At that. Good job, us. First episode in the books. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Marion, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and chat with us. Uh, well, why say us? It's just me. Um, but <laughs> as
1: are all of our listeners, including potentially Roy F. Baumeister yes. and Monica Aldama, yes, the, from, the cheer coach. So that Monica, I think we should talk about this if you're listening. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're great. I also have some kind of thoughts about, like, um, some implicit expectations that you have and maybe, like, <laughs> understanding some psychology of belongingness, but... I'm
0: I'm available. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll so leave that to Monica. Inv- yeah. That uh. We'll leave that invitation open yeah. for her. Opening invitation. Of. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us on this well-being journey. We will catch you next week on Well-being Wednesdays.
1: Bye. Bye.